0: They realize that you only get skyrocketing growth when you take marketing in-house. Yeah. So we essentially made ourselves redundant and have started offering that service with their sales and marketing coaching.
1: Look, I think agencies stand a place. I work at an agency and I, and I love it, but like, I don't want to be the crutch to a business's success forever. I want to see them do it on their own and, and reach that milestone on their own. They should be in charge of their skyrocketing success.
0: Welcome to Inbound Buzz. My name is Moby Sadiq and I'm joined again, not by Tony. I'm joined by Tasha Del Bianco. Tasha, good to see you today. Oh,
1: thanks Mobs. I'm so so keen to be here today. Thanks for having me.
0: It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah.
1: Since Inbound Buzz or since we last no, caught up? No, since we last caught up. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. So
0: for it those has. of you who don't know, Tony is off on maternity leave. Paternity He's, leave? Is it paternity? <laughs>
1: He's off, not. A, oh, he's not the mum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fine, That's fine. okay. It happens all the time. We're off to address yeah. <laughs> Gender roles. Who knows? You know. It's who knows?
0: It, yeah. Who knows? It doesn't. Well, it is what it is, right? He's off. But who knows? No, he's, Maybe he is on yeah. maternity leave, Tasha. Mm-hmm. You can't judge. In, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll leave this in, he's but we will not go any further. Yeah. He's had a so baby. So he's had a baby. His baby's beautiful. He's in love. He keeps sending us photos, and yeah. um, he'll probably be back next week. But I'm joined by Tasha mm-hmm. today. And I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. Mm. So let's talk about what's making news in our news buzz. Mm. So we talk a lot a lot about AI. We keep talking about AI. And by the way, if you are into AI and you haven't heard us talk about this before, definitely come to our conference that they ask you answer summit on the 31st of October. Uh, yours truly will be speaking. So Tasha doesn't use the word <laughs> use yours truly properly. We, we mentioned this she says, in She says yours our... truly and other person, <laughs> <No>. right?
1: <laughs> Please listen to uh, episode 36 of Marketing Mentors. Hey, don't go plugging we... <laughs> your own show here. <laughs> because we um, addressed that issue and Linda and I now use yours truly in the appropriate, the appropriate way. And yeah. yep, yep.
0: by the way, definitely uh, forgot to mention Tasha does lead uh, the one half of the Marketing Mentors with Linda. So definitely check them out too. Um, so, yeah, so awesome. So, Linda's going to be talking about AI and marketing. The stuff that I'm seeing the team do is blowing my freaking mind. Like, mm. Tasha, I thought I was like, okay, and then I've seen what they're doing. Just phenomenal stuff. Yeah. So, that'll be fun. Tash will be doing yours truly. <laughs> Tash, Tasha will be talking about the customer journey mapping, and I'll be doing some sales stuff. But anyway, make sure you don't miss out on that. But speaking of AI, AI has arrived on LinkedIn, mm. which means now you have even less reasons not to post. Did I say that properly? You have even less reasons not to post. Yeah. So I found it, Tasha, I couldn't find a lot. I know you found something online. I couldn't Mm. find uh, find much on this. I think it's relatively new. Yeah. But when you actually try to, you may or may not have this. And by the way, if you want to see my lovely face and Tasha, then visit Mm. redpandas.com.au forward slash EP145. And you can see the video version and anything I'm sharing on my screen. So what I'm looking at now is I was drafting a post and this thing popped up, Tasha. It was like draft with AI. Yeah, cool. Now I'll be honest, like in my first screen, um, you'll see there I wrote, you know, Tupac was a content marketing genius, boom, boom, boom. The AI wasn't that good. If I was I'm about honest. to
1: ask, how did you find it?
0: It wasn't so in the second screen, it's like the what I wrote, I had a good hook. I wrote he was a content marketing genius, right? Like yep. a rapper was a content marketing genius. Like I'm trying to build some intrigue. Yeah. And then I had like a formula. And AI just was like, it was very underwhelming. Could Tupac have been the greatest rapper of all time? You know, then they put hashtags in random spots. So, yeah, we we actually find this with our content, like Luca and our content team uses AI a lot and it's like a little bit of hit and miss. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, we'll move on. So it was, I think it's, if you're not posting, you have even like more reasons to post.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. I'm keen to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'd be keen to give it a go, have a play anywhere at all where there's ai i'm down for it that's
0: right give it a play what's next touch all
1: right <laughs> number two buzz is instagram testing three minute and 10 minute real uploads first reaction is oh that's a long time three minutes 10 minutes like we're so used to this like 15 second 20 seconds 30 second even when i talk to clients it's still like keep your videos under two minutes and here's Instagram. That's i saying when
0: I talk to clients, like, oh, sorry, your 15 <laughs> seconds is up.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, when they ask for, oh, Tash, how long should a video be? You know, it's t- typically the rule of thumb for the last few years has been keep it under two minutes. That's typically, where t- you know, depending on the type of video, right? Um, but three and 10 minute long videos. Yeah, that's, it better be bloody good.
0: I, when I think about this, I can't help feeling that like everything TikTok does, everyone's copying. Yeah. You know, like TikTok came out with TikTok, and then YouTube's like, "Oh, we're gonna do shorts. YouTube Shorts," yep. right? It's like, they just everyone's watching what they're doing because, like, whether you like it or not, their engage their uh, algorithm is the most stickiest. Yeah, it keeps people on the platform that, that scroll, and that's money yeah. for advertisers. So, I they just want to keep. But I find it really funny, Tash, because it's like we've come full circle. Yeah, you had like 15 second TikToks, and then like you had Snapchats and now we're going back to longer form videos again.
1: But yeah. Well, we all know then it's going to come back to 15 second videos eventually because people aren't going to stick around for long enough. I just don't, our brains aren't wired that way anymore. It's changed and it's changed for some might say the better or the worse, but it's changed. Like, if you don't get the answer you're looking for for the question very quickly, you're going to move on.
0: I think the rule of thumb, if anyone is thinking, oh shit, well, you know, Moby and Tasha, then how long is it? Um, so like you said before, like, it depends on the purpose. Yeah. And I always say, like, the, when you think about sales videos, which are very, very different, the later they are in the process, the more longer you the can longer. get away with. Yeah. Because if you're going to buy, you know, like a $10,000 coaching package from Red Pandas, you're going to freaking read everything we see. Yeah, you. yeah, you're yeah. going to look at the details.
1: I think it always comes back to Mobs, like what are you trying to achieve, right? Like, okay, we're doing three and 10-minute long videos now. How um, What are you trying to achieve with a three-minute long video? What point of the customer journey a map are they up to? Is it worth a three-minute video? So, yeah, what you said before. What yeah, are you trying
0: 100%. to do? I think in if rule of thumb, keep it as short as it needs to be. Yeah. I don't think these limits matter, but yeah. Okay, cool. The next one is so YouTube came out with some advice. Speaking of short form videos, mm-hmm. they came out with some advice for shorts creators mm-hmm. on the algorithm and hashtag.
1: Yeah, um, I like this one. Yeah. What's your experience um, been with well, shorts? Well, not like other than our uh, our podcast being cut up and being put onto shorts. Um, that's probably the most I've had, but it's definitely like we've – grown our subscribers like crazy using the shorts and uh you know I'm very grateful for it but um we've also noticed that the ones that seem to be doing the best are the ones and this is not like you know groundbreaking news but the ones that are slightly more controversial and I've definitely seen that with myself yeah (laughs) what was the one you had I feel like it was on the topic of like You know, I'm at home all day with my kid and my husband walks in and I might not be in the best mood and, you know, I've got to self-reflect and see what needs of mine aren't being met. That's exactly what the, you know, I have watched it a few times and people like hacked at me for it about like, oh, he's been out earning money all day. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I... I stayed away from the comments only because, like, I'm still working on, you know, always working on protecting my heart from, you know, taking things personally. And I don't know these people from a bar of soap. So I know, oh, don't listen to them, Tasha. Yeah, but I'm sensitive. So I'd rather just stay away from it. That way they're...
0: you're saying you're, like, still new to that. You're still used to... Yeah. ...seeing, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not, like, I don't don't need to see... Yeah, I'm not an influencer like you, Moeb, sorry. No. I'm not, not used to hateful comments no, no, no. all the time. <laughs>
0: no, I still I talk about this all the time. I still get posts, I get F all stuff, right? But yeah. but no, I, I have had a little bit more experience when my TikTok blew up a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, because I, I hear you say that and I'm trying to think back like Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like it does at first you're like, ooh. Yeah. You know, like there is something to be said about that. That's
1: your ego, right? Your ego gets hurt and I get that and that's fine. Like and I don't don't need to see that, right? I don't need to see it. So it's it's not going to give anything to my life. So I'm glad that the shorts are doing well for the business at my expense. No, it's fine. It's absolutely fine.
0: What (laughs) might help you is the way I started seeing it because like I definitely had this on TikTok where what I started doing was I'd start replying to them but not in a – like a fist fighting way. Yeah. I'd be like, um, off, you know, at minimum, I'd be like, you know, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for stopping by. or be like, oh, tell me more. Or mm. well, why do you say that? Natasha, the reason why I did that is because in my twisted head, I'm like, they don't realize they're actually helping the algorithm.
1: Yeah, this is true. Because
0: every, with TikTok and shorts, when you're commenting, the is still playing. Yeah. So it's racking up views and racking up yeah, engagement. This is true. So I'm this like, is true. thank you, mofo. Like, help me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, look, I've definitely seen the shorts help. Our subscribers on YouTube grow. Our listeners on the podcast on both of them grow. Our uh, LinkedIn networks have grown from it. So, yeah, definitely yeah. working.
0: Um, I just realized I didn't share any of the tips, but the tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the YouTube, <laughs> so of course, like what what actually is everyone everyone's finding YouTube, Shorts specifically is the fastest type of growing content on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's driving over 50 billion views. So, they gave some advice here. They're like, think audience and not algorithm. I, I find this quite funny. Like most of the advice that... Networks will give you always sounds really obvious, but you gotta dive deeper a little bit. You gotta think a little bit deeper. Think audience, not algorithm. On short form, people are swiping through a feed and discovering things as they go. That's one key important difference. So, what the commentator was saying was on YouTube, it's like you're looking for something, you're looking for a recipe, you're looking to do something. On shorts, it's different. They're swiping through a feed, they're discovering. Which is like another word for rabbit hole wasting your night away, right? Yep. <laughs> but that's one important difference. So what the biggest takeaway I take from that is we talk a lot about like hooks. Yep. Right. You know pattern interrupt a video appears you have a hook you have pattern interrupt to catch people and get them to stay it's not doing a long ass intro
1: yeah exactly and uh hashtags you know advice is underwhelming so sometimes a hashtag can be associated with a a real world thing that's happened like an event and you want to try and associate it with something um that's going to help that other times they can be focused on topics but i think in both cases creators should not forget about hashtags yeah, I think yeah. the key message here but, is.
0: i think what you're like you're saying like it was a bit underwhelming it was yeah. a bit obvious like yeah. yeah associated with something that's happening like exactly. FIFA world cup or whatever
1: jump on that trend yeah
0: yeah it's that is help. underwhelming. i agree all right cool all right let's move on this i'm really excited about this one oh, Busting favorite. marketing's biggest myths mm. So, like, talk about hate, Tash. Every time I talk about SEO, I get so much hate on yeah, TikTok. Yeah. It's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And then, you know what? It's funny, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty good. I don't know if I find it hurtful. Maybe a little like, my <laughs> ego a little bit. But when they do things like this, they'll be like, you know, check this out. Uh, um, copied in Michael. Look at what this guy is saying. Like they're yeah, having yeah, conversations yeah. about me yeah, <laughs> in yeah, yeah. my own post. Oh well, it's funny. It's like
1: funny. you said before, it's getting more views and it's getting more people spending time on that. Um, yeah, on that content. And so thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you.
0: you, yeah. you Give me more views. <laughs> I'll but take anyway, that. <laughs> every time I talk about this, but the, the thing here is, like, there's a guy called John Mueller. So mm-hmm. he's a Google OG. He's one of like the. He's part of the brain trust behind the algorithm as well. And he's debunked so many SEO myths. Like stuff that like a lot of shitty agencies out there are still ripping people off. Okay. Right? Things like having location in the URL. Yeah. This one actually was a bit of a surprise to me too. Mm. It used to be a thing like you could buy like, you know, swimming pools manly. Yep. Or concrete uh, you know, Granville or yeah. something, right? Concrete
1: Concord. <laughs> so yep.
0: it used to be that would help. Okay. But actually he said no. Doesn't make doesn't any difference. Do yeah, wow. Doesn't make any difference, right? The confirmed. This is not a Moby Sadiq. John Mueller, Google this. Confirmed. Putting a location in your URL doesn't do shit. I love that. Keyword stuffing doesn't do shit. Backlinking doesn't do shit. Oh, We're going to have to beep out. No. Yeah, I swear. Okay, let me pull back. No. Not that it doesn't do shit, but he did say, he literally said, linking to popular high-authority sites doesn't help SEO. Yeah,
1: wow. That's big news, Moby. Like... I know even for our clients, you know, that's something that we have practiced in the years. Obviously, this is going to, this news is going to change some of our practices. But that's, um, yeah, that's big. Make that a snippet. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> snippet <of> that stuff. <laughs> no, but it's honestly like, so I have to clarify a little bit. So what he was saying, like, you know, because someone asked him, what if I link to news dot, or news.com links to me mm. or CNN? He's like, it doesn't make any difference. It has to add value. Yeah, It has to be relevant. So say you're like taste.com and you're talking about like how to make tacos. yeah I love tacos. Yeah, I'm making mean tacos. <laughs> it's like again, one it of the two. Does. It's I'm, your it's favorite funny, my, my brain, <laughs> yeah, the, my brain goes there. Cause like one of the two things I can cook only. Yeah, yeah. That and but a anyway. sandwich sandwich. No, it's roast chicken. But no, with the tacos. With the ta- I, by the way, only have coffee once a week. Okay. And today's the day I have oh, coffee. Oh, no.
1: Why did you do that? So that's why you reserved <laughs> your coffee for the inbound And I got to with me too.
0: No, but, um, but so, yeah, say you're on taste.com and you find a taco recipe and then it's like, you know, use this brand of sour cream. We recommend this. That would be good because it's relevant for the user.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. And that it's makes sense. very
0: thematically relevant. But if it's just... You know, Dairy Farmers, linking on taste.com, they're saying it makes no difference.
1: Yeah, interesting. There you go. Confirmed by John Mueller. Love that. What's the next one, Tash? Oh, right. A website will fix your lead generation problem. I like this one because a lot of people come to us like that and think, oh, my website's broken, I've got no leads. But in actual fact, they've just got shit content.
0: (laughs) So what would you do? Like, you know, the conversations you've had, someone's like, oh, Tash, go fix my website. Like, what do you do then to unpack
1: I tend to start talking about like, well, who are you trying to talk to? What is it that you're like, what are the problems that you're trying to solve? Out of the people that are coming to you, what are the questions that they're asking? And then it's just like a real discovery type of like moment where you keep asking these questions and you keep digging away and you eventually get to a point where you find the root cause of the problem, whether it be that their website is truly just really crap and it's on a bad system. Or maybe they just have no strategy or no idea what they're trying mm. to do or trying to achieve.
0: What what problems often are they trying to – because like speaking of unpacking, when you dive a bit deeper, what do you find like – they're like touch on a website but you, you dive deeper and you find what the root problem they're trying to solve is. What, what is that problem often?
1: That They don't have sales.
0: Sales, leads. Yeah,
1: they're just not getting leads in. They're not getting sales in, you know, f- funnels dried up type of stuff. Like they don't know what to do and, you know, they typically typically want to go spend more money on like a salesperson why when there's no like leads coming through and so it's yeah. kind of like it's just peeling things back really and figuring out what's going on underneath the hood
0: yeah i mean it's, you're right like they'll be like oh i need a new site and you unpack it and they don't have leads but the website i off, we always say this like right? when someone comes to us to wear and by the way we don't do websites anymore but mm-hmm. even when we did them right even even when we did do fully fledged websites I'd still say, like, be very careful. Like, make that a last priority, or exhaust all the other possibilities, because like, they don't—they're not using story brand on their website. They're yeah. not like, sh- telling the, the customer what problem they solve. They're not addressing fears, concerns, doubts. Yep. So we often say, like, do that first, because if you're trying to fix the lead generation problem, it's—it's it's not always. I dare I say, often. Like the last thing is a new website.
1: Yeah. And they're like, I need more pictures of me or I need more of this. I'm like, no, 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 no. You just need to answer those questions and just be more strategic towards what the actual problem is. It's so, it's it happens every day. Literally this week, I think I've been asked by three people, oh, what's wrong with my website? <laughs> what's not wrong with your website? Yeah. Ask a
0: different question. Yeah, yeah. Literally. What's the next one?
1: You get what you pay for with marketing automation.
0: So you're trying to say that expensive is not better?
1: A hundred percent. Tell me more. Salesforce. Marketing Cloud, Pardo or whatever they call it, costs an arm and a leg and it is definitely inferior to something like um, HubSpot Marketing Hub.
0: Do you think that's, because we talk about perception pricing sometimes, like yep. we definitely increased our prices over the last few years and we did it because we were getting better and we could command the rates we wanted. But um, when we did that, we noticed the perception of what we're offering went up too. Do you think like that's one big thing that, stops users they see like is that biting hubspot in the foot a little bit like we don't want hubspot to increase their rates i think it's great value for money but if you're a corporate business or they keep doing it anyway right hubspot's been increasing (laughs) they're not freaking saints here yeah yeah. but you think that stops the market like they see salesforce like this is like ten thousand dollars it must be better
1: maybe Maybe I think as well they uh, like just see Salesforce as the leaders of the CRM in the industry and then think, oh, okay, well, if it's a Salesforce product, it must be. And, and look, Salesforce is a – I'm not shitting on the Salesforce CRM. Like it it's a, it's a good CRM for the people that need that type of CRM, right? Obviously, I much, much, much prefer uh, HubSpot as a CRM and sales tool. But if you're a business that's got like a custom-built Salesforce instance and you want the marketing tool that goes with it, yeah, by all means, go plug it in. But like you'll probably be disappointed because it's such a disparate, dysfunctional I was
0: going to ask you because it's – So why? Because the systems don't connect together? And well,
1: they do. But um, marketing cloud, like the fact that the CRM, sales tools and the marketing are all different platforms, different tools should be a bit of a flag to start yeah, off that with. that blows our mind. Yeah, I still don't understand. And I think it's because Salesforce Marketing Cloud acquired a bunch of different softwares over the years and just – plugged it in in one place this is the marketing cloud so then when you go and plug it into your crm and sales tools it's just clunky from my understanding Mm. what what
0: the term i heard and i heard it uh, it was a hubspot rep who said this and i loved is uh crafted not cobbled
1: yeah uh, yeah
0: so hubspot was crafted whereas like like you say it was marketing has been cobbled yeah yeah
1: 100 percent So, yeah, you pay more for Salesforce Marketing Cloud and you're going to get not a better experience than HubSpot's Marketing Hub.
0: The fact that the other one that I've used, I've literally used this in the sales process and like it's a light bulb moment in people's head is the, you look up, if you look up Salesforce Administrator, like on Mm. Seek.com, in Australia, Seek.com is a job site, but whatever, Monster.com in America, whatever, Salesforce Administrator, there's like 2,000 jobs available or something. (laughs) That job, like, technically doesn't exist with HubSpot. Like I'm sure people are are looking for HubSpot administrators, but it doesn't really exist. Like the fact that there's a category for Salesforce tells you everything you need to know about how complicated Salesforce is is compared to It's not necessary with
1: HubSpot. Like it's a nice to have, I think with companies getting bigger as well, like enterprise Mm. companies using HubSpot, it is a nice to have a dedicated HubSpot solutions person in-house because that person can just really understand your system and fix things as quick as you want. But you don't need... Degree to do it. You don't have to be a developer to do it. That's the other thing with Salesforce, both sales and CRM and marketing cloud. You do need some type of coding, like language understanding, to do this. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's it it's beyond your knowledge.
0: Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, hi- and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. Mm. Hiring a marketing agency will lead to skyrocketing growth.
1: Is a myth or is not a myth?
0: That. Is, I understand how these titles are a little bit confusing. No, so hiring, yes, that is a myth. Yeah. Hiring a marketing agency will lead to skyrocketing growth is a myth. Yeah,
1: 100% it's a it's myth. It's a
0: myth. The reason for that is and this actually kind of dawned on us, Tasha, like...
1: A little while ago.
0: Yeah, a couple of years ago. So we had a client that when they started, and you know who it is, we had a client when uh, they started working with us. It was one of our earliest clients. Mm-hmm in the fitness industry. That's all I'll say. Yeah. More, more, Stop, more, leave more, it. Yeah, I'll give more, more advice, more hints away. No, but anyway, love these guys. Um, but when they started with us, they only had two or three employees. Mm-hmm. By the time they finished years later, their marketing team had three employees. Yeah. right. Like they started with us at like International. a team of four. Their marketing team was three. Yeah. So they've pretty much hired out the roles that we yeah. were doing, right? Yeah. Great. It's, it's actually like really good. Like we're actually still friends with them. We're really proud of what they've done. They got, you know, funding and whatever. They went, like you said, they were international. But what I realized was, and I Tash, when I was trying to like, you know, try to sell to them, I realized there's nothing we have to offer you anymore. Yeah. Like they had. It's funny though in this middle section it's like I, I always say it's like putting a square peg in a round hole they still needed some support they still needed some strategy but they had all these roles filled and we couldn't really figure out what to do with each other yep so we just kind of wished them well and they went on their separate ways and what we realized and then around about that so you know marcus sheridan's book we've been implementing at red pandas for years and years and years since it came out and what impacted was they shifted from a done for you to a done by you they realize that you only get skyrocketing growth when you take marketing in house. Yeah. So we essentially made ourselves redundant and have started offering that service. With they ask you Answer sales and marketing coaching.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I love that. And it's it's a big myth out there. And I think a lot of businesses think, oh, I need an agency that's going to help me get to where I need mm. to get to. And look, I think agencies stand a place for things. A hundred percent, I work at an agency and I and I love it. But like, I don't want to be the the crutch to a business's success forever. I want to see them do it on their own and and reach that milestone on their own. They should be in charge of their skyrocketing success, not us. That doesn't make sense.
0: I will say since we've done this, because we were like at first, like everyone should move on to this. We literally had clients say to us, I'm like, Moby, I get that, but I don't want to build a marketing team. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So we've actually realized, okay, for some businesses, it's not that marketing cost center, because if it was, then I don't think we'd work with those clients. But they they have a different need. They yep. don't want to grow a team, they don't want to expand. Yep. And for whatever reason, they hire us for a specialist thing and that's, that's okay it. too.
1: It's a specialist thing, that's it. And it's not it's not the type of stuff that we're doing with either. Like it's not a full-time content. Like we can't do full-time content for a client, right? But there's other things that we help with. That's what you mean by like specialists. It's important. Yeah.
0: Okay, number five. Oh, is
1: this my one? Yeah, this is my one. Chat GPT is limited to data till 2021. This is a myth.
0: Because when it first came out, that's what everyone was saying. right? Chat old data, be careful. But, you know, tell us more about that.
1: Well, um, we've had a recent new hire, Christine, who is a self-proclaimed AI nerd, geek, whatever you want to call her. She's She's incredible. She is an AI. I don't know how her brain works. Well, we
0: haven't met her yet. So technically... The lower half that we don't see in the laptop could be a robot. Exactly. We don't know. She's half
1: machine. Um, Yeah, exactly. But uh, what she has exposed um, me and the business to over the last, you know, few weeks has been really, really cool, really cool stuff. And. One particular thing on ChatGPT, which you have to turn on, I believe, because it might still be in beta, I'm not sure, but it was when we turned it on about a week ago, is Code Interpreter. Now, if, if you're an AI geek, you know this already, so forgive me, but if you're not and we're not, this was amazing for us. Most people
0: don't, Tash. No, so please, yeah, talk yeah, about Code Interpreter. it's absolutely incredible.
1: So I can, I can give you um, – I'm definitely going to butcher this, okay, because like I said, I'm not an AI geek, Vanguard there, but what I used this for was to essentially – train up this Code Interpreter, um, you know, plugin, if you will, to, um, now for me, I do a lot of HubSpot implementation um, projects. And when I do that, I want to uh, show and train my clients on um, how data looks like in HubSpot. Now, I typically will need some dummy data to do that so they can see it. So I went to Code Interpreter and I said, you know, hey there, can you help me out with a database for a CRM um, uh, import. I need 300 test cells of uh, dummy companies and people. Um, I need to have names, company names, phone numbers, company size, and I want it to be in the theme of uh, fruit, you know, just to have some fun with it. And this thing, literally two minutes later, spat out a spreadsheet with all of that data in there ready for me to import into HubSpot. Now, if anyone's ever done something like this before, it takes can take hours, Mm. right, to try and find good data. So Code Interpreter is um, basically giving us like downloadable files of um, chat GPT or AI-inspired content for solutions that we might need. I know that we're playing around with it now to figure out how we can get it to do like a um, strategic customer journey Mm. mapping process for us. Like we've got to get the right prompts. Again, it comes back to prompts though. I think the one thing is it's going to be – as good as you ask it to be.
0: Yeah, the last episode, so what was that? I think 144 was our last one, we had Luca on. And one one thing that he spoke a lot about, and by the way, if you guys wanna see a masterclass in AI, definitely check out my episode with Luca, episode 144. He spoke about like, you have to treat it. And it made sense when you use this analogy. It's like when you hire an intern Mm. or someone fresh out of uni, love and respect everyone fresh out of uni but they don't really know yet yeah. right so you going to you gotta break it down it's like it's not just write me an article mm. hey write it like this here's some frameworks yeah. or even what he one thing that he taught me was if you don't know because sometimes you don't know like i still don't know i was doing something last night and i didn't know how to brief ChatGPT, so i asked it yeah i'm like ChatGPT, i want you to create i can't remember what it was I want you to cre- no I, I want you to create a video script i actually did this yeah. last night tash i want you to create a video script Create a video script. Can you tell me how to best brief you? Yeah, wow. It's like, okay, boom, boom, boom. So then I answered those questions yeah. and then it gave me. So you can even ask it to help you brief it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, the other one that I want to mention here is plugins. So again, if you haven't played around with plugins on ChatGPT, for um, then you should because they are pretty crazy. And there is a lot. There's a lot out there, just like WordPress plugins. There's a lot, right? There's a lot of noise. Yeah. One particular one, I can't remember the name of it, but this is just one instance where um, you can add this plugin in. Once you've added the plug, added the plugin to the chat, you can then like engage it, and you basically ask something like this was a um, It was on an inbound buzz episode. I said, can you uh, watch this episode of inbound buzz and summarize it for me in like 300 words. And I just linked to the YouTube video crazy. and then it did. It came back with a, a summary. So we know we can use plugins to do that for videos.
0: That's another myth you broke uh, mm-hmm. then as well. People think you can't serve, do external stuff, oh, but, but it can. you fed a it's, YouTube link. Yeah, yeah, through a plugin. Through a though, plugin. Through a
1: plugin. Um, it can do that for websites. It can do that for videos. It mm-hmm. could, I believe, I don't, and someone might pr- 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 uh, disprove this myth or whatever, but I believe it's working on doing it for books Like being able to plug in a book and say, give me the full rundown of this book or whatever, like the spark notes, right? (laughs) People do really dodgy stuff
0: that you could actually connect to external websites. But Christine was telling us that Mm. people were using it to bypass the gate on news. Paid paid wall, the paid, what are they called?
1: The paywalls. The paywalls, yeah, 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 like Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so they're doing really dodgy shit, but yeah, yeah, you can. You can. There you go. Um, Last thing on Code Interpreter, the the other thing you can do is you can actually feed it stuff. So obviously, interpret code, and it will perform complex tasks such as calculations, data analysis, and even generating visualization and graphs. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean by customer journey map. So we're, we're playing with it. I haven't found something that I love yet, but I'm I'm trying to crack that code. So that should be fun. So yeah,
0: definitely stay tuned to our shows and check out our website as well. We'll be sharing everything we do there. We've got a whole bunch of AI stuff there. Beautiful. Um, now, the last one mm. is marketing is the same as advertising. So, Tash, the best analogy I've heard around this is like marketing is like bring, building a premiership winning is that in soccer, that premierships? uh yeah i don't you can tell i don't really watch yeah, soccer yeah. like in our real yep. footy has premiership, premiership but yeah, the, yeah.
1: who comes first the yeah premiership
0: cup right yep. so it's like building a premiership winning i should chose another analogy but i've got to stick with it now that's fine. it's like building a premiership winning team right mm. you've got to plan for the whole match you've got to have the best people in the best positions yep. you've got to think about your competition yeah, what are their weaknesses yep. all that strategy right that's marketing you've got to think of everything right okay not just one game not one player Advertising is like a trick shot. You've got a scissor kick. It's like everyone sees that <laughs> trick shot and like, wow, that was so awesome. But you can't pull that trick shot all the time.
1: Yeah, okay. And
0: even if you tried, if you tried to pull that trick shot, they the competition picks up really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a one and done. That's the difference between marketing and advertising. Okay. So what what, what I'd... Str- and the reason why I say that, Tasha, is we speak to so many businesses and brands, normally smaller businesses, actually, to be honest, even larger ones, when you ask them about marketing all they're doing is paid media ads and google ads now yeah. we love that we have a whole division for that you know customers pay us big money for that that's tony's department but the point is that's not marketing that's that that's one advertising trick. <laughs> one trick shot one trick pony marketing is holistic so you've got to do both but Anything else you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, no, I like that. It makes a lot of sense when you say it like that. Um, and I probably was in the bucket of marketing is the same as advertising. I knew there was a difference. Like it, it, they're different words, right? So clearly there's going to be something different there. But that makes a lot of sense. The advertising is those those big campaigns that get the heads. like I, I keep thinking about um, what's the, the game in America that everyone – does the big ads in the middle of oh yeah, super bowl, bowl. Yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i keep thinking about super bowl super game like, yeah. <laughs> you know the super game with the ball uh, yeah, yeah. uh you know the, the the ads that happen in half time apparently like at the world you know talking and that's what they are they're the one shots they're like boom bam look that's yeah but the marketing is something completely different yeah
0: yeah why are you making better analogies than me oh, yeah, No, yeah. but that's a good point right that's advertising it's a super bowl <laughs> thing but marketing is a hot spot like yeah. it's HubSpot it's everything it's customer journey it's content yeah, that's it. um, but yeah but that's all we've got time for guys again definitely check us out if you and I said this on the last show too if you guys are listening from abroad because I know there are people abroad who listen to the show they came and met us in Chicago uh, and if you email me I will give you the recording for free. Don't even buy a ticket. We love you guys. We'll give you the recording for free if you're not in the APAC region. Otherwise, come see us. But as we pass, Tash, you want to round it out? Any passing thoughts, comments?
1: Nah, that was that was fully sick. Thank you so much for having me on the Inbound Buzz podcast. Um, I can't wait for Tony to be back, though. I'm very keen to have you back here. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> uh, I understand.
0: <laughs> I understand. That's it, guys. Like Tash Woo! said, indeed, we'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz.